Hare Krishna, and we are continuing with the book called Transcendental Teachings of Prahlad Maharaj by His Divine Grace, Srila A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada, page number 35, starting chapter 4. I love Krishna more than anything. Now, Prahlad Maharaj makes a further statement about the complications of material life. He compares the attached householder to the silkworm. The silkworm wraps itself in a cocoon made of its own saliva until he is in a prison from which he cannot escape. In the same way, a materialistic householder's entanglement becomes so tight that he cannot come out of the cocoon of family attraction. Even though there are so many miseries in materialistic family life, he cannot break free. Why? He thinks that sex life and eating palatable dishes are more important, are most important. Therefore, in spite of so many miserable conditions, he cannot give them up. In this way, when a person is too much entangled in family life, he cannot think of his real benefit to escape from material life. Although he is always disturbed by the threefold miseries of materialistic life, still, because of strong family affection, he cannot come out. He does not know that he is wasting his limited duration of life simply for family affection. He is spoiling the life that was meant for realizing his eternal self, for realizing his real spiritual life. Therefore, Prahlad says to his demoniac friends, please give up the company of those who are simply after material enjoyment. Just associate with persons who have taken to Krishna consciousness." Unquote. That is his advice. He says to his friends that this Krishna consciousness is easy to attain. Why? Krishna consciousness is actually very dear to us, but we have forgotten it. Therefore, anyone who takes to Krishna consciousness becomes more and more affected by it and forgets his material consciousness. If you are in a foreign country, you might, <laughs> you might forget your home and your family members and friends who are very dear to you. But if you are all of a sudden reminded of your home and friends, you will at once become very preoccupied. How shall I meet them? In San Francisco, one of our friends told me that long ago he left his young children and went to another country. Recently a letter came from his grown-up son and at once the father remembered his affection for him and sent some money. That affection automatically came even though he had forgotten his child for so many years. Similarly, our affection for Krishna is so intimate that as soon as there is some touch of Krishna consciousness, we at once revive our relationship 
with him. Wow, this is so beautiful. This is the whole point. When you come in contact with Krishna consciousness, immediately you will feel that this is something so intimate. Let's read that again. Similarly, our affection for Krishna is so intimate that as soon as there is some touch of Krishna consciousness, we at once revive our relationship with Him. Wow. Everyone has some particular relationship with Krishna, the Supreme Lord, which we have forgotten. But as soon as we become Krishna conscious, gradually our old consciousness of our relationship with Krishna is revived. And when our consciousness is actually in the clear stage, we can understand our particular relationship with Krishna. One may have a relationship with Krishna as a son or servant, as a friend, as a parent, or as a beloved wife or lover. All these relationships are pervertedly reflected in life in the material world. But as soon as we come to the platform of Krishna consciousness, our old relationship with Krishna is revived. We love every one of us. First, I love my body because myself is within the body. So actually, I love myself better than the body. But that self has an intimate relationship with Krishna because the self is part and parcel of Krishna. Therefore, I love Krishna more than anything. And because Krishna is all-pervading, I love everything. Unfortunately, we have forgotten that Krishna, God, is all-pervading. This memory has to be revived. As soon as we revive our Krishna consciousness, we can see everything in relationship with Krishna and then everything becomes lovable. Now I love you or you love me, but that love is on the platform of the ephemeral body. But when love, is, love of Krishna is developed, I will love not only you, but every living entity, because the outward designation, the body, will be forgotten. When a person becomes fully Krishna conscious, he does not think, here is a man, here is an animal, here is a cat, here is a dog, here is a worm. He sees everyone as part and parcel of Krishna. This is very nicely explained in the Bhagavad Gita. Quote, One who is actually learned in Krishna consciousness becomes a lover of everyone in the universe." Unquote. Unless one is situated on the Krishna conscious platform, there's no question of universal brotherhood. If we actually want to implement the idea of universal brotherhood, then we will have to come to the platform of Krishna consciousness, not material consciousness. As soon as we are in material consciousness, our lovable objects will be limited. But when we are actually in Krishna consciousness, our lovable objects will be 
universal. That is stated by Prahlad Maharaj. Quote, Beginning from the non-moving plants and trees and extending up to the highest living creature, Brahma, the Supreme Personality of Godhead is present everywhere by His expansion as the Paramatma, the feature of the Lord in everyone's heart. As soon as we become Krishna conscious, that extension of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Paramatma, induces us to love every object in relation with Krishna. Jai, thus ends the fourth chapter, the fourth chapter, and chapter number five, realizing that God is everywhere. We're gonna start it today. A little bit. Maharaja Prahlad informed his classmates about all pervasiveness of the Supreme Lord. But although the Supreme Lord is all-pervasive, by means of his expansions and his energies, that does not mean he has lost his personality. That is significant. Although he is all-pervading, still he is a person. According to our material perception, if something is all-pervading, then it has no personality, no localized aspect. But God is not like that. For example, the sunshine is all-pervading, but the sun also has a localized aspect, the sun planet, and you can see it. Not only is there a sun planet, but within the sun planet is a sun god, demigod, right, whose name is Vivaswan. We get this information from Vedic literature. There is no way to understand what is taking place on other planets except to hear from authorized sources. In the modern civilization, we accept scientists as authorities in these matters. We hear a scientist say, we have seen the moon, it is such and such, and we believe it. We have not gone with the scientist to see the moon, but we believe him. Belief is the basic principle of understanding. We may believe that the scientists, or you may believe the Vedas. Okay, so you may believe the scientists, or you may believe the Vedas. It is up to you which source you believe. The difference is that the information from the Vedas is infallible, while that received from the scientists is fallible. Why is the scientist's information fallible? Because an ordinary man, conditioned by material nature, has four defects. What are they? The first is that a conditioned human being has imperfect senses. We view the sun as a small disk. Why? It is far, far greater than this earth, but we see it as just a disk. Everyone knows that our seeing power, our hearing power, and so on, are limited. And because his senses are limited, imperfect, the conditioned soul is sure to commit mistakes, however great a scientist he may be. 
Not very long ago in this country there was a disaster. When the scientists tried to send a rocket up, but it at once burned to ashes. So there was a mistake. The conditioned soul must commit mistakes. Because this is the nature of conditioned life. The mistake may be very great or very slight, that doesn't matter. But a human being conditioned by material nature is sure to commit mistakes. So we have read about two defects that human being has and the two other defects we're going to read tomorrow. Uh, it's going to be being illusioned and cheating propensity. Yes, yeah, so we shall stop here for today. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in and uh, the link to this book is in the description and we shall see